ABC's a Greek. Oh, the ABC's a Greek. The ABC's a Greek. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the ABCs of Greek. I'm Thomas. I'm Erin. And I'm Jacqueline. And this is a podcast where we recap the ABC Family original series Greek episode by episode. Welcome back, guys. Uh, season season three, we're ready to kick it off. I don't know about Thomas and Jacqueline, but I certainly miss this deeply. So I'm excited to get back on this. I feel like we haven't recorded in five years. That's exactly how long it's been. Yeah. It feels like a lot has a lot has changed in the past month, you know, like our whole but you know you know what the good news is? Only one day has passed at CRU. <laughs> oh, hardly. Actually that. only a few hours, really. Yeah, like like six hours. One night. The sun has risen. <laughs> also, guys, please don't forget to leave your reviews for us. Rate, 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 review, review, review. We love it. We're getting close to um, that mark where we're going to review likely Aquamarine. Um, so please keep leaving those reviews. But without further ado, um, let's get into it. So today we are here to recap season three, episode one, the day after. The original air date is August 31st, 2009. This would have put us, would this have put us, Erin, right at the beginning of our freshman year of high school? Yes. Wow. Yeah, beginning like, of my truly, sophomore. Probably like the days before or the days of like the first. Yeah, what you said, August 31st. Yeah. Yeah, we usually started on like September 3rd through 7th or something. Yeah. Oh my so, gosh. Cast back to the first time I got bangs that very week. Mm, oh, whoa. Bold choice that week. You did it the week yes. before. That is. Yes, this is part of the reason why I waited a full another 14 years to do it again. <laughs> a that is life. a very bold. That is a bold choice to do it right before your freshman year. You wanted to make a statement. You wanted to be like, I'm a new person now that I'm in high school. And I did. Yeah. Um, okay, so it was directed by Michael Lang and written by Patrick Sean Smith. The IMDb summary this is how you know it's going to be a good season. It's like seven words. The aftermath of the end of the world party is revealed. <laughs> All will be revealed. <laughs> like truly almost a year has passed or something like six months has passed before the last like the episode of the last episode of season two. And yet this is taking place the next day when did the last episode air gosh i don't remember i i think it was like i don't remember us being in 2009 but we must have been yeah it was probably like maybe late winter early spring yeah also jacob's hair he looks like an entirely different person with the haircut oh yeah i was saying like i'm in my first note it's rusty got a haircut overnight overnight (laughs) overnight (laughs) also want to hear something sick that i thought today yes um so i haven't watched this episode in a few weeks because i had to watch it right after we recorded the season two finale because i needed to know what happened and i was thinking it was like oh like i need a refresher on this episode and the thought crossed my mind i was like oh i wonder if there's a podcast i can listen to (laughs) oh my god there's a podcast (laughs) good news there is it just hasn't not this episode yet yeah so that was a sick twisted thought i had (laughs) anyway wow um, the metaverse we open 
sorry what Thomas I was just saying the metaverse like the re- the alternate reality where we're not the ones doing this podcast oh I told God. you about the Vanderpump Rules podcast called Turtle Time who then <laughs> now is in competition with Ramona Singer's new Turtle Time podcast <laughs> oh man in, a, in an alternate reality Ramona Singer is our direct competitor yeah someone is the CBAs of Greek <laughs> <laughs> The one, two, threes. <laughs> oh, you know, Greek one, God. two, three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With the, the gals who Greek, our alternate title. <laughs> was that, oh, was that our alternate title? It was one of the, one of the title options. Cause I, I found something like on my Canva as I was like busting out like my cover letters. And it was like, a, it was like a title design that I made called oh, the I Greek gals. <laughs> I love the idea of you making that. I know and it like looks so bad looking back we needed a professional thank gosh but also we had some crazy name ideas I thank god we settled on the one we did I I blocked out every single other name I know mine was the Greek cap the Greek Greek cap which is really hard to say okay let's let's get in so we open at the KT house Rusty and Jordan are passed out among many other KT bodies after the end of the world party. Um, Again, Rusty has gotten a haircut overnight. I guess maybe Jeremy um, gave some people haircuts. And Jordan wakes up to Rusty just staring at her. But then, and she's like, oh, it's weird that you're staring at me. And then we realize she's actually talking about Jeremy because he loves to stare at people while they sleep and he's staring at everyone with with a pair of um cutting shears in his hand. <laughs> um no he didn't cut anybody's hair to our knowledge okay immediately we get a completely out of pocket line from jordan so she <laughs> yes i know i i screamed when she said it so Jordan asks Rusty if she's if he's still thinking about the Casey and Max breakup. Um, and she asks um if it's really because of Cappy and if they're dating now. And then she says, That's so weird for me. Jordan says if <laughs> yes. Casey broke up with Max and is now dating Cappy, that's so weird for Jordan. I'm sorry. Why is that so weird for her? She's the only one. She's the (laughs) only one in this equation who it shouldn't be weird for. It has nothing to do with her. Here you go. People it could be weird for. Rusty. Cappy. Casey. Max. People it shouldn't be weird for. Jordan. Jeremy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Wait, what also did you guys see when she wakes up? Oh my God. I'm sorry. I'm starting this off on a bullying note, but when she wakes up, she does the the smile just like that girl on TikTok that makes fun of Manic Pixie Dream Girls. Oh my God. She literally goes, (laughs) like, this is weird. Can you guys hear Jacqueline's smile? yeah she's like but you know exactly what i'm talking about and then she like does that weird thing with her eyebrows like hmm. yeah after she slept on the floor (laughs) thomas thomas cool girls don't need a bed true 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 i mean any other human like waking up in that house on the floor after like a raging party like 
It's you would wake up with a throbbing migraine. <laughs> All I just, Jordan needs is a sticky frat house floor and a brown sheet to cover her. I will say I liked her hair. I think she also got a haircut and I think some highlights overnight. Yeah, it looks household. <laughs> Maybe Jeremy is actually I could see him having a life of like a hairstylist seeing as he yeah. has long, luxurious hair himself. Yeah, me too. Those long locks. Um, so we get no further explanation about why this would be so weird for her. Rusty <laughs> does not seem bothered by this statement. Well, why are we letting her get away with this? Um, and then she's like, let's do something fun for the day. And Rusty says, no, he has to go finish his OCAM extra credit that he bailed on to go to this party. Which then, remember, like in the middle of the party, we were seeing like, oh, maybe he's regretting choosing, quote, the girl instead of the OCHEM extra credit because Max said so in a drunken stupor. It was a messy party. I mean, that's how you know it was fun, I guess. So I think it answers the question that we had in the last episode where you were like, what the fuck is going on with this teacher? Like, why does he have to do it this night? He basically had the whole weekend, but the teacher had just let him into the classroom for that night. Yeah. Oh, that makes more sense. It's still a little weird. It wasn't explained. It's still really weird, but I guess like that, he was like, I just like, it sounded like he had to turn it in either Sunday or Monday. Mm -hmm. So he was like, I just have to get back into the classroom to finish it. And so now we're at the ZVZ house and oh my gosh, I was so excited to see what had happened. Mm -hmm. I was like, what did um cappy do it's the end of the world cappy what are you gonna do oh my gosh I have chills thinking about it um and so I'm like was on the edge of my seat when I see that we are now at the ZBZ house and Ashley is walking um to her her and Casey's room and Casey is walking out at the same time and she has a shower caddy and she's flustered and we're like okay Who's in there? Mm-hmm. And then she asks Ashley, she's like, you want to come to the shower with me? And she's trying to distract her because uh, we think Cappy is in there. But when we go into their room, it's the remnants of a Casey pity party. Cappy did not run to her. No. I was devastated. I, I took it really hard. I didn't remember this. Like I said, I really did not remember this episode at all. I swear, I like if you would ask me, I would have sworn that they got together. Like that he did go to her window. I don't know why I had that in my head. Yeah, and her room is so nasty. Like what really got me was the salsa on the pillow. Ew. Ew. She had a whole she had a whole box of taquitos. Oh my god, it it's reminiscent of when um my old roommate I had to help her clean her room because she had a guy coming over and I was pulling shoes and used Tupperware out from under her comforter in her bed in that's, New York City. Shoes from the New York City streets. That's so foul. I'd be praying for salsa on the pillow instead. That guy, the guy who came over who had no idea that that was in the bed previously. <laughs> he didn't make it into that room. He was kind of an ick. <laughs> <laughs> so I was exposed and traumatized for nothing. For no um, <laughs> so Casey says she's still sad about Max, but she's trying to stay positive about Cappy. 
Um, and Ashley's like, oh, you know, I, I told Cappy that you guys broke up. Yeah. She's yeah. like, she like confesses it. She's like, well, I actually did tell Cappy that she, cause Casey's like, well, he doesn't know yet that me and Max broke up. Maybe he'll feel differently once he finds out. Right. Right. And she's like, well, what did he say? Like, what did, what did he do? And Ashley says he thought about it <laughs> a lot. It's just, she was it's like, not it, it was actually, to hear. no, and she was, it was actually super dramatic. He thought about it so long. Like I went to the bathroom and I think he was still thinking about it. Oh my God. That would make me feel so bad about myself. <laughs> yeah. That would send me simply spiraling. And it <laughs> does to Casey rightfully. And she's like, okay, you know what? In the meantime, he knows where to find me and I'm just going to think about other things. Which it's like, <laughs> when have you ever been able to control your thoughts? <laughs> Not I, for sure. And as she's saying that, some of the ZBZs walk into her room with Pussy Will, the cat, and they start singing about wanting to help fix her because Ashley told them about the breakup and it's so cringe. It's really like if the pity party remnants was not already embarrassing enough. Yeah, I so who knew sororities had breakup songs? We didn't have one of those. And then Laura says to Casey, she says, Max was a hot nerd and it was confusing. So the breakup is for the best. Oh, that that's there's a little mini scene in between those two scenes. Oh, right. He we're rusty. All we yeah. see is him running to the lab, but alas, it's right. locked. Yeah, yeah, like the the this was like funny like the glass gets kind of foggy because he's like breathing so heavily into it did you notice that yeah visceral i was caught off guard by that he's, <laughs> he's in a place of like panic so yeah that's then lara says that to casey um and then casey announces to everyone they haven't heard yet the um icky house has disbanded um <laughs> i forgot and- about that I kind of did too. And and she, I mean, she's a good egg. She really does try to, you know, aid Franny's reputation a little bit as she's saying this, but the girls can't hear her because they're cheering over her and they move on immediately, which it's like, okay, appropriate. Franny did terrorize you and probably mm-hmm. would like not hesitate to put her in jail if it was some sort of petty power move. So now we find out that the Greeks as a whole are all participating in this gotcha game. Um, And so the premise of the game is that you get a target, somebody else in the Greek system, and you have to like shoot them with a Nerf gun. um, And you get a chance to win a party at Dobbler's for your house. Sounds exciting. The kickoff is tonight at the Omega Chi house. Um... This was seems so fun. I wish we had something like this. Well, we we actually did. So it's no. <laughs> this one is run by Omega Kai. Like Omega Kai is putting this on, mm-hmm. but you also win five hundred dollars for your house if you win. But um, we had one that was gosh, what were they? Not Sigma Kai. What was the other one? Mm, Sig up. Yes, that one. They threw it, but it wasn't open to everybody. It was just them. And like people that they picked to play, 
but they did that's yeah that's what i didn't ever participate either don't worry that sounds exclusive <laughs> it was like, very exclusive it and sounds I like remember... i'm glad i didn't know about it because it's hurting my feelings right now <laughs> yeah Same. i had a i had a roommate that played <laughs> oh God. that was picked to play and i was like that sounds like a lot of fun but whatever oh it's fine I'm fine. It's fine. I don't want to do it anyway. Yeah. I honestly don't even have the time right now because my math 101 class is like really taking over. Yeah. I was really busy that year not leaving my room and <laughs> watching them play gotcha from outside from your window. Yeah. Exactly. As they're giggling. <laughs> yeah. It sounds flirty. Like it doesn't it sound like the kind of thing where like whoever is planning it would obviously plan it around people they have crushes on and their friends have crushes on. Yeah, their version yeah. was like you had a date and you were like teamed up together to kill. Oh, that's this even is hurting worse. my feelings more. I know. I'm so <laughs> sorry. We can move on. I, <laughs> mine were hurt ten years ago, so I'm just transferring it. Yeah, now. I didn't even go to your school, and I'm sad. <laughs> I couldn't name one person in Siget, but I didn't even remember the name of the fraternity. <laughs> <laughs> anyway so um they're seeing who their targets are and ashley's target is cappy and so she and casey decide to trade which i probably wouldn't have done knowing that he thought about it for quote a lot (laughs) um i would want to get as far away as possible the the damage control the narrative that i would be spinning borderline yellow journalism <laughs> what happened against yourself <laughs> yeah yeah I would be like dissociating I'd be like anything that happened didn't like yeah. I never said anything Max yeah. and I are still together he's he's still around <laughs> then um Rebecca rolls into the house completely hungover and Laura's like "Ooh, Rebecca you're making out with a mystery man all night and she flees she's like later it's jarring but also Rebecca is what we assume a Scorpio so she's secretive who else thought it was Beaver because I was like I wish I thought it was Evan well yeah so that because so that I'm so my original thought and I've seen this but I could not remember I thought that it was Beaver too I think I actually wrote that down like I'm hoping that it's Beaver but um at some point Oof, but it's so much worse. So much. Yeah. I mean, Beaver would have been great, actually. Like, there's really nothing bad about that. But you could yeah, see why she would be a little loving. Yeah. Yeah, she would have been like, oh, you know, because, like, Rebecca doesn't typically date, like, I don't know, guys like Beaver, I guess. Right. But also, Kate, someone's phone is ringing, and Casey is, like, so paranoid. She keeps thinking that that Cappy's gonna call her she's like like freaking out every time the phone rings Sad. not calling bestie oh my god I'm also like not convinced Cappy has a phone oh no actually he does <laughs> because the float uh oh right it's like that episode <laughs> of new girl where Nick is like can't afford a phone because his credit score is so bad so he has to go <laughs> off the grid <laughs> <laughs> so Calvin has passed out on the futon at Rusty and Dale's um and Dale's playing like Star Trek like a I don't know if it's a cast member from Star Trek just like speaking some sort of audiobook I don't know there's some Star Trek narrative going on in the background and Dale tells Calvin 
that he and Grant broke the purity pledge. Um, and then he's like, well, did you guys do anything else? Like looking at him guilty because he just saw them making out. And so then Dale is talking about um, how he was like making out with Sheila and he had to fake a nosebleed to stop making out with her. But like definitely the way that he's talking, it's like, what are you hiding, Daly? Um, and like he really wants Calvin to be like, we fucked. But Calvin yeah. is like, no, we didn't. He right? Said- they didn't. No, they didn't. But he says that. But then Grant walks out or then he puts on pants and Dale's like, whose are those? And then Grant walks out of Rusty's yeah. room pantsless, Winnie the Pooh style. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Full poo. <laughs> and he's looking yes. so good. He came back season three ripped and ready. For that he's shirtless a, scene. He's a 10, but Pooh Bear is his style icon. <laughs> He's still a 10. <laughs> He's a 12. He's a 10 and Pooh Bear is his family. <laughs> He's a 12. So now Rusty is going to find Max to try and get into the lab. Um, and he's waiting outside his room. And then this person who is distinctly Canadian. It's Dale's ex-roommate. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh yeah, I was wondering who that was, and I was like, "Oh my god, wait, it's the one that Dale could not stand." Oh yes. my god, I did not make that connection. He was so outwardly Canadian. He had like two lines. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he tells Rusty that Max, he's like, Max quit. <laughs> Max <laughs> the program. Hey. He went back to England. He's last time we saw him, this guy was blacked. He's already <laughs> in England. He was like, blacked at like midnight. <laughs> he would still be on the plane. Like I'm like, how how did he get there? He would still be going through TSA. And how did he connect decision with... to make in his state? Yeah, he connected with Dr. Stephanopoulos in that time. <laughs> Got back yeah. on the program. Drunk what texting you... on the what T9 you... texting. T9 like, I want back on that project. What do you think the time difference is between Ohio and England? Like Surely. if it was midnight in Ohio, six hours. I guess it would have been. It was six a.m. Doctor Stephanopoulos was like up getting her beakers ready, and Max is like drunk texting her like, "Hey, I'm flying back to the UK. See, see you soon." <laughs> Ttyl, ttys, ttys. It's outrageous. For the first of all, the outwardly Canadianness of this scene, and the fact that. Max is already in England. It's so funny. He's already in England. I can't get over it. <laughs> okay, so now Rusty's back at the apartment. Um, oh, but Max has left a box for Casey, which we never see that. Oh, yeah. It's just yeah. her stuff. Like... That's also, like, wild. Like, he had time to, like, put together a, a box specifically for her. He had time to pack <laughs> up his whole room. His whole room. <laughs> Even his weird um, bedboard that was the door thing is gone. Like, imagine drunkenly packing up your entire life and moving to another country, like, <laughs> in overnight. To be fair, there have been drunken times where I would have done that. <laughs> Just made a complete life transformation. Yes. Oh my god, one time I got so drunk and then I woke up and saw that I had watched... First of all, eight hours of Jimmy Neutron. I don't know how I even found it. And I was like halfway through book- booking a trip to Japan. 
anyway. Eight hours. I'm sorry. The Japan thing, sure, but eight hours of eight hours of Jimmy Neutron. I didn't know there was enough Jimmy Neutron that aired. Yeah, so that's why I didn't have time in college to be uh, going to date <laughs> parties with SIGAPs. I was doing shit like that. <laughs> anyway, um, so Rusty's back at the apartment and Dale is giving a Rusty a pep talk um, about his D. And he's like saying, even if he gets 100, he's still on the low end of the C's and he's going to drop below the GPA and he's going to be kicked out. Like, Rusty, the Cartwrights are pity partying this morning. Oh, here we go. Yeah. So Rusty's going to be rusting it up. He walks into the ZBZ house with Casey's box from Max. And he tells her about his, you know, Max fleeing. He's across the pond already. And Rusty, of course, is now blaming Casey for him not being, dropping below the GPA. And he's saying, Casey, Max was my only inspiration. Okay. First of all, you decided not to finish the extra credit and go to that party. Second Mm. of all, if your only inspiration to stay in a project in a field of work is some random guy who's dating your sister and is like really overbearing in that relationship, right. maybe you're not in the right field, Rusty. And it's not your sister's fault. What is she supposed to do? Keep dating somebody she doesn't want to be with so you right. don't lose your inspiration? Like, Rusty, take a beat. Also, I'm sorry, you should be thanking her because Max would have been gone last year if it wasn't for dating Casey. Such a good point. So you're welcome. So he would have dropped below that GPA way before because if he had no inspiration to get better grades, then why would he? Exactly. Thank you. Sorry, I know that we're coming at an earnest person right now, but... (laughs) But he's not acting very earnestly here. Like, it's crazy for him to even think. Like, he, it's very selfish to think that someone would, like, stay in one place just for you, kind of. Like, as though, like, he needed him to stay there. Yeah, the whole thing is weird and selfish and very Cartwright. And very rude, too, to your sister, like, who you, you know just went through a hard breakup. Like, breakups are hard for everyone, regardless what side you're on. And then to be, like, that cold about it. I mean, if there's one thing Rusty's going to do, it's blame someone else. Oh, yeah, because she's even, Casey's even trying to be, like, a little bit funny at the end of this. She's like, maybe I can help you. And then he says something, and she thinks it sounds like Adrian Grenier from Entourage. (laughs) And she's like, oh, is that the guy from Entourage? And he, like, so harshly responds to her. He's like, yeah my ochem project with the guy from entourage casey it's so harsh that was yeah, biting. you can be in an entourage and like ochem and demeaning yeah, it was demeaning for sure and she was just trying to make a cute little joke she's going through a tough time she's going through a breakup and the loss of a great love potentially the right? loss of what could have been she lost costas <sighs> just like lena wow <laughs> Wait, they don't end up together at the end of the series? Yeah, I actually, I think they do. But wait, but she loses him for like a moment. And she gets with Jesse Williams. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> wow. The Greek um, universe is ever present. So at the KT house, Rusty is like eyeing, evil eyeing Cappy. And Jordan is there trying to help him cope. Of course she's there. Did she ever leave? Like, no. 
Jordan, go home. But she's I like trying to maybe problem solve for how he can get into the lab or and he's not having any of it. He is interested in stink eyeing Cappy. Yeah, and they're like doing this. Is this the part where they're doing that weird thing where they're like practicing the darts and like Wade yeah. is running around in like an old woman outfit? Right. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was like a it was a strange little bit. Cappy comes up to Rusty. Like, he approaches yeah. Rusty, and Rusty is, like, really rude to him. And he, he, Cappy says something to him, and Rusty's only response is, well, everyone has to live with the consequences of the choices that they made last night. He thinks Cappy was flirting with Casey or something, and that's why they broke up, because that's what Max told him. Right, because remember, Max, Cappy mm. took the fall for that the closet. Yeah. Yes. Rusty yeah. thinks Cappy is to blame for Max leaving. Mm-hmm. And this is also the scene, and not to fixate on like everyone's looks, but I noticed Cappy did look a lot different in this scene, like in a in a good way. Like yeah, I thought he his jaw, like his jaw looked really like defined, yeah. and his hair looked really like it had like he kind of like some like sun highlights, and his eyes looked really pretty. Matched. Yeah, he was looking really really good this episode. Yeah, I was like, damn, okay. Um, speaking of people looking really good, so Calvin walks into his room and Grant is like telling Calvin all about last night. He's saying, Oh my god, the sex was incredible. Remember when we talked about our wedding? Like you wanted this kind of ceremony and like the children we're going to have together. And Calvin is freaking out because he thinks he just blacked out and like doesn't remember any of this. And then Grant admits that he's just like teasing him. And it was because he's getting back at him for Calvin pretending that he was dating Dale. And then like this part, I mean, once again, it's 2009. So like, this is a very 2009 plot point, but Calvin's still really adamant about them keeping their like romance quiet because the, the Omega Kai's just wouldn't be able to handle having two gays in the house who are together. And also, though, I feel like I kind of get it just not wanting to, like, after a first kiss with somebody, announce that you're, like, yeah. together. Actually, that's Weird true. When you do think about it, it was it was a party kiss, I guess. Yeah, it's a party. You're right. It's a party kiss. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't need it doesn't need to mean anything beyond that even if they're like interested in pursuing it and then Evan comes into the room and like it just casually is like oh like where were you guys like where were you sleeping and then you know Calvin and Grant scramble and Calvin comes up with some sort of answer like lying to Evan um Why does and Evan, Evan keep feeling like he can barge into their room <laughs> no he just walks in it's and, like so odd Evan, like, clearly also, like, doesn't care whatever is happening between them. He's just like, uh, okay, like, <laughs> I need you to go get the booze for the party. He asked Grant to go get it. But that does, that is a very important plot point because is Evan's going to go pull out cash to give uh-huh. to Grant to get the booze for later, which um we circle back to in a second. <clears throat> I say that word, like, a lot in, like, corporate settings, circle back. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to follow up just to piggyback. Just to piggyback off of that, Grant was going to go get the booze. 
So, <laughs> okay, Jordan walks into Casey's room and it's filled with like all the cats and there's a sign above her bed. I forget exactly what it says, but it's like, you will find the one Casey or something like that. And Casey's still frantically checking her phone, waiting for Cappy to call her. And Jordan has come to Casey basically saying like, hey, I'm worried about Rusty and his project. Like he is at risk of getting kicked out of the honors engineering program you know, this is, isn't like him. And Casey's kind of shocked, you know, then all of a sudden she's like, you know, we, I need to like help Rusty because um, Jordan does have this line that says we could both use a little help from our big sis. So I guess Jordan's like, help me help Rusty because you know, they, they share her as a big sis. It was so and, gross. Um, Casey owes it to Jordan for making her feel so weird about this whole situation. Yeah, so weird for me. That's gonna be so weird for me. Yeah, Casey and Cappy getting together would be so weird for Jordan. Therefore, Casey needs to help Rusty. (laughs) Okay, so now we have this little scene of it's like kind of like the mall, like CRU's, like Cypress Town if you want to call it, um, like Main Street. And Ashley and Rebecca are walking around. They were shopping, looking for costumes because the party that they're having, what do they call it again? Spies. They have to dress like a spy. Yeah, it's there. It's like a spy theme. So you basically pick like a famous spy. And, um, oh, is it like couple. an espionage party? Yeah. Yes, that's what it is. And Ashley's thinking of doing Mr. and Mrs. Smith with Fisher. And Rebecca is talking about maybe doing Sydney Bristow from Alias. And Ashley's kind of trying to like figure out who the mystery guy was, who Rebecca made out with, because we're all dying to know. Rebecca is like being really cagey about it. And but she's still kind of, you know, being cagey in a way that seems like, oh, like, you know, I don't kiss and tell type thing. Um, and Ashley's kind of just brushing it off but still wants to know. Rebecca says she needs to go get, she kind of changes the subject and she's like, I need cash. And I think um, Ashley like needs coffee or something. So they like kind of part ways. Rebecca needing both cash and coffee. Especially after shopping, like shopping makes me so tired. I'm learning a lot of things make me tired. (laughs) So Rebecca and Evan have a little rendezvous at the ATM. Basically Evan's pulling out cash. And Evan, the screen blinks and his account is zero. Like, that's hard to so hit. Funny. That's hard to hit an even zero. Like, it's, I've never, it's overdrawn or it's, you know, it's never nothing. Even zero is so funny. Yeah. Like, the fact that he went, I mean, not, like, but like, sorry if anybody has an even zero. Like, obviously, it's not funny to have zero money, but. <laughs> well, no, it's just like, funny when I mean, it's hey. Papers. I've overdrawn my account many a time and it's never hit just zero. It's like negative $3. Like, you know, it's not, it's hard to get right. it right at that number. Right. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like he would have needed to be purchasing in like just sheer amounts with no cent values. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So it's, it's like, honestly, it's kind of funny. He's like, damn, like I only have $0 left. Cause he went literally overnight from like trust fund baby to having absolutely no money to $0. Having $0, the funniest amount possible. (laughs) I know Rebecca is kind of asking him, you know, like about it. Like she's kind of asking 
what happened, like what's going on. And he explains to her that he gave up his trust fund. And she's like, are you an idiot? Like, and she's like, oh my God, are you poor? And then like, she basically has this idea and she's like, you know, I can offer you some money. And he's like, I'll, okay, awesome. That'd be amazing. Like, I'll pay you back. And she's like, you know, you don't have to pay me back, but I do have something else in mind. So she's basically like asking Evan for a favor in exchange for the booze money. It's also kind of sad. Evan's like, I thought of all people you would understand, but she's like not being understanding of this at all. She's like, no, that was a terrible idea. Is it Evan? It was. Yeah. All all they had said was go to therapy. (laughs) And he said, no. Keep your hundreds of millions of dollars. <laughs> this brain is not going to therapy. <laughs> or like hire a lawyer, like do something. Like I feel like there are ways you could like somehow get out of the constraints of your parents without just having to completely give it up. Yeah, you're kind of right because he did sign the trust fund. So like there might be some kind of loophole. Yeah, he's not, I don't know. I've well, he a- wasn't, they weren't saying we're taking it away, remember? Right. They said, uh, what do they say three or six months of just pausing on it you're right <laughs> it's like totally reasonable <laughs> yeah right. like he just he completely like went to zero to 60 last night I mean as everyone kind of actually, did actually he went from 60 to zero <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he really did from so, about 60 mil 100 million 100 mil to zero even zero <laughs> Okay, so now we're at Rusty's apartment and Casey walks in. Rusty's like listening to it's something from Star Trek that he finds soothing because like Dale plays it a lot. Dale's <laughs> still playing it. It's I don't know what it is. It's whatever he was playing that morning. Yeah. yeah it's kind of like a through line of the episode, like this this running joke. The ominous listening. voice. Yeah. And so she comes in and she's like, I know about the program. Like I know what's going on and I know how to get you into the building. Like I'm here to help. And so next we see Casey and Rusty outside the building and they're talking to this security guard who's like a little bit scatterbrained (laughs) and he, so Casey tells the security guard that Rusty is hypoglycemic and that he needs his medication, which is in the building. And because they actually need to get into the lab and like spend a lot of time there, she starts saying that like Rusty is, you know, hyperventilating and like, he's like losing blood sugar quickly like he needs help right away so the security guard bends over to try to find food or something and the keys fall so Casey picks up the keys while the security guard like shoves down a melted chocolate bar into Rusty's mouth and it is literally the most disgusting it's vile thing like you can see just Rusty like rejecting it it was really gross also the security guard says yeah he does look a little sickly (laughs) (laughs) it's yeah it's it's funny though like this they're really like picking on rusty here so now we're at kind of a serious moment back at um i guess they're at at yeah they're at kt i guess actually no the most serious part hasn't happened just yet but dale goes to cappy and cappy's really happy to see dale he's like dilly then dale says he needs to tell Cappy about a serious matter of the heart (laughs) (laughs) and then Dale it's kind of like I guess he like he says he says he was like you're always helping 
rusty with matters of the heart right like obviously trying to bring up his own thing and then cappy is like yeah what's up with him today he seems more moody than usual and that's how dale ends up telling cappy about everything in rusty's life and not his own life yeah and then he also tells cappy that like max like that rusty also confided in max for like science help and because max is gone and that's where cappy finds out that max fled the country yeah and dale calls him maxi pad in this which cappy loves (laughs) and then basically dale like doesn't even get a chance to tell cappy what was on his mind because cappy is like oh my gosh i gotta find rusty and like help him poor dale i know now we're at dbz and Rebecca gets a flower delivery. I believe it's flowers. And they're assigned as EC. So everyone's like trying to guess who it is. Um, but obviously, like this was all sort of planned. Like you can see Rebecca's gears spinning. And um, no one is getting that it's Evan Chambers, even though it's like very obvious. <laughs> and she admits to everyone that she made out with Evan air quotes around made out because we have a feeling this has something to do with their deal Mm. and then Ashley's like kind of being encouraging to Rebecca she's like you know Evan's gonna be at the party tonight like maybe give it a shot which is sweet so now we're at the apartment of Dale and Rusty and Calvin's raiding Dale's closet because he's like I need you're the only person I know who would have an outfit that would resemble Austin Powers which is very true and he tells Dale that him and Grant are gonna give it a chance um but that he actually didn't break the purity pledge yet and he's like oh aren't you so proud of me like I didn't break my purity pledge (laughs) and then Dale is like freaking out he's sitting on the bed he looks so scared and he's like I had sex with Sheila he's like after I I saw the four horsemen I know it's really he is like freaking out and he you can tell he just feels so guilty um but I guess after he saw the four horsemen he really thought the world was ending so he's like I don't want to I don't want to die a virgin Um, the worst thing that could happen yeah and I think he he kind of admits that he was like I wanted to do it he's like I was looking for any other sort of excuse to make it seem like they that was the reason I should do it but he's like I really just wanted to and he's like sex changes everything and you just can't change it back and he's really upset yeah it's so sad it's really sad it's sad it's like this is like one of the first times we've really seen him like this vulnerable um and <laughs> this is also kind of funny but sad like Calvin's about to sit down and then he's like "Ooh, maybe I won't sit down because like basically him and Sheila were having sex there and Dale's like don't worry I washed the sheets nine times oh my nine God. times it's it's like yeah, it is sad because Dale, you know, he he's quirky and odd and judgmental sometimes about other people. But like, this is stressing him out. He's in turmoil. Mm-hmm. And I think they handled it in a very like honest way because it yeah. is like it's it's like uncomfortable. Like it's not something that you're just gonna have sex and you'll like feel free all of a sudden. I don't know. I thought that they handled this like. I mean, obviously, it's funny and like what happens later is funny, but I yeah. Think- pretty realistic and they handled it pretty well yes uh that basically is the end of that scene um you know it's it's sad it's heartbreaking so now we're back at the chem lab and there's this it's really hard to get into all the rooms because there's so many keys on this key ring that casey has from the security (laughs) guard and they're like they've like counted so many of them and all of a sudden rusty's phone rings but casey thinks it's hers and she thinks it might she thinks it might be cappy 
<laughs> it turns out it's actually Rusty's phone and it's Jordan. And he she's like, you know, asking how it's going, how kind of checking in. And that's where Rusty tells Casey that like ever since they've been dating, he's like not really focused on school that much. And we find out that he's kind of trying to be more of like the chill frat guy, I guess, that like Jordan would be into. Uh, <laughs> he wants the to be the way guy that he always... says it. He's like when he says something like, I don't feel like I have to be like this the guy that's like all into school. I can be the chill, fun guy in a fraternity. What? Yeah. Who could just hang out with his arm around his yes, girl. Yes, yeah, arm around his girl. Oh, that killed me. Ugh, gross. It's so, oh, it's literally like a little boy thinking about what it's like to be in a relationship because that's what he is. <laughs> his no, arm around his Aaron, girl. He's earnest. Oh, yeah. right, I forgot. The importance <laughs> of it, too. The importance of being earnest as Rusty. <laughs> so... Casey's like you're not that guy but then she's like wait I don't mean it like that she's like just you don't have to pretend to be someone else basically she's like you don't have to like give up liking school to like be you know just you can be both things mm-hmm. and that's when she's like I didn't give up Max for Cappy but and she's like I really wanted it to work out with him but it just wasn't right yeah and Rusty saw that Max never said goodbye I mean, rightfully. That's I mean, that was, fair. That's fair. Yeah, he. Yeah, Max really like. He Irish goodbye. He he hasn't been petty like the whole time he's been on the show. He saved it all up for this one night to be queen of the petties. Yeah, he's like, yeah. I put your stuff in a box. I got a flight. Like, I'm not saying goodbye to anyone. He should have at least written Rusty like a note. Yeah, like good luck, kid. Right. Best You're on like, your own, kid. You yeah. always have been. <laughs> or like the wait, the... that is off of Midnight's that's Rusty's song. It really <laughs> is. I was also thinking of like the Carrie Bradshaw, like Aiden. No, it's like I'm sorry, I can't. That's burger. <laughs> burger. burger. Oh, burger. <laughs> I can't do this. I saw a tweet that was like at least he left a note and like made closure for Carrie and it's like well this person is so hurt a post-it note (laughs) they were like yeah exactly he made it final and like gave her closure and I just think more men should be doing this more men should be leaving post-it notes that's the circle of hell that we're in is like as time has passed the burger breakup seems like decent in comparison to what people are out here doing today yeah I really actually think that more people are doing the max move like I think so many people find it easier just to like abandon yeah I love to pull a max (laughs) I love to pack up everything and flee the country (laughs) in a moment's notice in the middle of the night drunk (laughs) So basically they're still having trouble opening the door and then all of a sudden the door busts open and it's Cappy and he's like wearing all black. He's like in full. like in a ninja suit. Yeah, he really is. He's like full spy mode. I guess it's like the theme of the episode kind of like. Oh, I guess so. He was dressed for the party. He is ready. And so he basically said the, the lab windows were open. So he crawled in through the window, which Casey and Rusty should have done that. Right. Well, I don't know if either of them are, like, limber enough to be doing that. Agile. (laughs) Yeah. So now we go to Rebecca at the Omega Chi party, and she looks adorable in her costume. 
and she finds Evan, who doesn't look so adorable. He's just like in regular clothes. And she tells him that he should needs to spend the whole I know I'm already laughing at the joke that's to come. Um he tell she tells him that he needs to spend the whole night with her and that she'll pay him. And he is so down bad. He agrees. <laughs> like this man is strapped for cash. And then Ashley <laughs> is with Fisher and they find them and Ashley is like trying so hard to be supportive of this relationship and she still doesn't really like Evan like after all the Casey stuff like she's not an Evan stan she says to him what are you and he's literally in regular clothes I think she says what are you Kenneth Cole or something like that. he says since you're dressed like you're in Banana Republic oh, oh Banana yeah. Republic yes and then she, he goes I'm James Bond <laughs> or no not James Bond he says I'm Jason Bourne. Jason Bourne. Yes, that was so funny. Which like, I get sure kind of see it. Great. Yeah, they look. Yeah, they look so good. good. They look hot. They look mm-hmm. really good. Which. Ugh. Anyway, and Ashley is just like asking all these questions about how Evan and uh, Rebecca hid this relationship. She thinks they've been hiding it for like months. She's like decoding every interaction. And she's just being a sweet friend. Like, she just wants Rebecca to be happy. And um, Evan's also totally lost. Like, he has not been briefed on this backstory. No. no, he has no idea. Nor do I think he cares. So <laughs> then... Well, he just needs the 20 bucks or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> He's down so bad. He needs lunch money. Milk money. It's us babysitting in college. It's us, it's ba- us babysitting now. now. <laughs> Not me getting off this Zoom to go tutor. <laughs> so back in the lab, Cappy and Casey are kind of like waiting around for Rusty to finish. And like Rusty's kind of asking Casey to get stuff, but he's not even looking at Cappy. And Casey asks Cappy how the rest of his night went. And then he's kind of like, yeah, Ashley told me how it went. It was really fun. Ashley told me everything. Like, insinuating that she obviously knows that Mm -hmm. the message was relayed about her breakup with max the way you could not catch me doing that she's bold dude um so cappy's getting like kind of weird and then rusty asks her to grab a clean beaker and she has to go even though cappy's right in front of it and she has to go reach and grab it. And then, of course, her and Cappy have a moment because once again, Casey almost slips and falls. <laughs> and Cappy catches her. So then Cappy's like, Rusty, what can I do? What can I do? He's kind of being a pest. And Rusty keeps brushing him off. But then finally is like, okay, grab these hoses that I need for whatever. And Cappy goes to grab it, goes to plug everything in and knocks over the entire like contraption that rusty is working with which i would have thought would have been a bigger deal but rusty's just like casey can you grab a new one it's the only time rusty has been level-headed honestly when i spill a little bit of water like just from a glass in my apartment i'm like oh yeah i'm like it's game over and this is like a huge thing of shattered glass i was like he's already not supposed to be there yeah he was really chill about it shockingly so cappy just goes to guard the door and then we see calvin and grant are like ordering pledges around calvin is dressed as the terminator and grant is dressed as like sherlock holmes (laughs) 
<laughs> something along those lines. Yeah, I was not gonna lie, there. Grant's outfit not sexy, <laughs> but it's <laughs> not fine. specific enough. Yeah. So Grant keeps out asking Calvin like when they can leave the party to like you know get busy, and Calvin is like, "Oh, I actually want to slow things down because sex changes everything." Oh my god! Really? Calvin has seen God. Yeah, he's he's been radicalized. He's really taking um dale's words to heart and then we see rebecca bringing evan a glass of champagne and he just is like wow you're really trying to keep this hookup a secret like who was it and she won't say so this is when i was like okay it can't be weaver because it's clearly something worse like and then i was like maybe it was cappy at this point i know that oh that fear rippled through me this entire episode Mm -hmm. that seemed at this point to be the only explanation i could think of because i genuinely didn't remember evan is like confessing that he's like kind of regretting giving up his trust fund (laughs) and rebecca's like yeah (laughs) what the fuck um and then out of nowhere does she throw the drink in his face or does she just slap him? She publicly dumps him. She, she slaps him yeah, because like you're only nowhere. looking for a piece of ass. <laughs> yeah. And she it really him. comes out of nowhere. It comes out of absolutely nowhere. He's shocked. Ashley runs up and is like, you've never changed. Like starts yelling at him. Oh, Ash being a writer die. She's such a good friend, you guys. And then she shoots Evan <laughs> with the little dart. And he's out. <laughs> I don't even think he was her target, but he's good. He's done. She's so cute in this scene and every scene. I know. She's great. Her girl. So Rusty is finishing up the lab. Casey has like offered to put stuff away, but Rusty says no. Or sorry, Cappy. That was important. Cappy's offering to put stuff away, but Rusty says no. He's just being so cold to Cappy. And I think Cappy is like, what is going on? And that's when Rusty is like, well, I heard about Max told me. Max told me about the move you made on Casey. And that's why he's not here and whatever. And Oh, my God. Yeah, because also because Cappy is like, OK, I've literally apologized a million times. Like it was an accident. Like he's getting sensitive about it rightfully. Yeah. Well, and Rusty's whole thing is like, you came like, you came down on me for pulling a douche move with Jordan, and here you are, a douche mover. It's it's a show-stopping comment from Rusty. <laughs> yeah, I also think a fundamentally different situation, but whatever. Nuance has never had a hold on Rusty. No, I think I'm not saying that it's not like they the room is like Yeah. Well, because <laughs> of course Cappy and Casey know that that's not really what happened. So that's when Casey is like, no, actually, it was me. I pulled Cappy into the closet. I was the one that like came on to him. And Casey says, but it doesn't matter. We're not getting together. And then she looks at him and goes, are we? And he looked fine in this scene. Thomas, he looked really good. He did. Looked good. Yeah. He looks really good in this outfit. He like, looked, it's all like the black I know. The all black. I'm like, you should be wearing this daily, Cappy. <laughs> um, but before Cappy can say anything as a response to her, an alarm starts to go off because Rusty forgot to turn off the gas on the little thing in the lab. So they all run out. They see the security guard coming with like backup. They're hiding <clears throat> behind a wall. 
And the security guard is like closing in and Cappy says to Casey and Rusty, leave out the lab window. I have this. He runs out. He says he's a ninja for the ethical treatment of animals. And the security guard goes, Nada again? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, then Cappy gets like full on arrested. Like, why did they cuff him? I know. Why do their campus security guards have cuffs? Did yeah. Huck, Huck is behind this. Yeah, that did Art. extreme. Yeah, so then when he's getting like hauled away, Casey gives him like these loving eyes. She's like, look And she like, goes, she mouths, thank you. The heat between these two. She's like olive juice. You know, uh, also olive juice. <laughs> you know, used to do that and be like, it'll look like I love you. Olive. Yeah. I love shoes. <laughs> <laughs> um also just like pausing here it both as a viewer and in casey's shoes like so frustrating because like days previously he was like why can't we give this a go why can't we be together let's do this i want to do it and then it's like what the fuck cappy well we find out what's changed very i know i know so, I don't like it. I don't agree. I don't agree either. So Calvin is once again at the apartment. This He acts like he lives at this apartment. And right, I know. He tells Dale that he and Grant have decided to hold off having sex. And Dale's like, yes, I'm coming to terms with my relationship with Sheila. Sheila walks in right as he says that. And he, oh God, this is so rough. He goes... <sighs> Sheila, I gotta ask you something. And he proposes to her with his class ring. He says he doesn't have enough money for a ring yet, but he's gotta ask his parents for some. So this is his class ring. And she immediately died. Because she, well, she said he says, I gave you my virginity. Now I need to give you something else. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> and she she pulls the uh things are really busy for me right now i got a lot going on she's like i i'm i'm tending to one of the apartments down the like down the hall i have a cat oh my god she says i'll call you when things slow down i've been there (laughs) unfortunately so have i relatable dale has never been more relatable dale has Thank God I haven't proposed to anyone with my class ring, but... Oof, that's such a harsh thing, too. Like, getting rejected and someone being like, I'm just really busy. And, like, you're like, there's no way you're that busy. You're just trying to get out of this. Well, Sheila, of all people, we know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Free, and she was schedule. begging him for months to fuck her. And it's like, Sheila, come on on was it that bad she just liked the chase yeah she really did she's a fuck boy she is just a fuck boy you guys know that song by dixie d'amelio whoa (laughs) no i don't know a single song i'm not familiar with dixie (laughs) d'amelio's discography repertoire it's actually really good I can oh. link it in the bios. If yeah, in link the, it in the bio. It's the link in the song. episode description. Link in my bio. No, maybe Dixie will sponsor us. <laughs> I love your pixie cut. I actually really do. I think she rocks it. Yeah, she has a song <laughs> called Fuck Boy. And it's like, you're just a fuck boy. It's really good. I'm going to send it to you guys. Okay, after. please. Yeah. I, can't, I can't wait to. I'm, I'm going to dance the night away. To, to jam out to that. <laughs> 
You know, Rusty um, would like listen to that. This is about me. (laughs) Wait, Thomas, I didn't even tell you I got a sauna. Oh please! You have to su- you have to send Thomas a picture of you in it. No, you know sauna in gonna... your room. No, yeah, it's a so little it's toaster. Foldable. It's I'm sending you the pics. Right <laughs> you can go we're inside. Gonna it, we're gonna I put it. We're gonna go inside it. We're putting the pics of Erin mm-hmm. in her little mini sauna on the. Instagram. We're not putting that one picture. Okay, well, but we have to put one dying of them. to see it. I'm shook. This information. I'm, I'm it looks like her. she's toasting herself. <laughs> I'm sending you them right now. <laughs> um, okay. So moving on, Rusty finds Jordan at Yield Espresso Farm, and he tells her that his D is now a C in organic chemistry. And she's like, all of that for a C? All right, dude. That's a whole, like, that's going from failing to passing. It's actually pretty impressive. But then she says she admires his passion. And he's like, yeah, I just... I want you to know, like, I can't keep being the, quote, cool fraternity guy. And he's going to have to focus on school for a little bit. A couple things. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, in what world? (laughs) No, no. First, in what world is one extra credit assignment catapulting you two letter grades? One. D to a C. But no, I know. Oh, like, in what right. world is she like all that for just a C? Yeah. Like, what did you think it was one assignment? It took him a couple of hours. Yeah. What? And two, in what world <laughs> is Rusty the cool frat guy that everybody loves? <laughs> the laid back, anything goes, Cartwright. <laughs> Rusty's perception of himself is wild. So this, oh my god, this scene is so horrific. Okay, Casey and Ashley are walking through campus, and Casey's just like, yeah, I really can't believe that Cappy didn't, you know, come around. Like, I kind of thought he was gonna, like, confess his love to me, whatever, but I guess that only happens in movies. And Ashley then is, like, joking. This is sweet. She, like, jokingly starts singing the weird ZBZ breakup song. And they come across Cappy picking up trash on campus in the orange vest because it's his punishment for breaking into the building. And Ashley leaves so Casey can talk to him. He starts to say something to her, which I wish she would have let him say. But she cuts him off. And she's like, I feel so lame because I really thought you were going to come find me in some Nora Ephron movie moment. But she's like, you know what? I'll see you around. And she shoots him with the dart. Yeah. And she also says, she's like, your answer is pretty clear. And it's like, I don't know how clear it was, Casey. It's not clear at all because then we get this insane flashback. And then it says the night Ah. before. It says the night before, and it's Cappy sitting on the roof. Ashley has just said to him, what are you going to, it's the end of the world, Cappy. What are you going to do? And Cappy's sitting there for like, you know, his very long time thinking. And then he's like, what am I waiting for? And he runs through the window in a very Nora Ephron movie moment type of style. He's running out. He finds Beaver. He's like, have you seen Casey? Have you seen Casey? Beaver's like, what? Like has no idea what's going on. 
That's when I was like, oh, so he wasn't making out with Rebecca. Confirmed. I know. I thought they were going to show him running in and like seeing Rebecca. And... Oh, so did I. Yeah, we have evidence now. It was uh, not Beaver. It was not Beaver. And so then Cappy runs into Evan, the worst person he could run into. And Evan's like, what are you doing? Cappy's tells him, you know, Casey and Max just broke up. Evan says, that's a shame. He seemed really good for her. Um, you know, better than either of us was. And Cappy's kind of taken aback by this statement. He starts saying, he goes, yeah, I thought for a second you were going to tell me you were chasing after her. And then he sees the look on Cappy's face and goes, are you serious? Like, really? Cappy tries to fill him in on the whole back and forth the last few weeks. Evan's like, I'm tired just listening to this whole story. And then he says to Cappy, listen, it's clear you have no intention of ever leaving CRU. Casey has big dreams again with this, again with this, the big dreams and like all these plans, like you're just going to be holding her back basically. And he says, I have no ulterior motive. Just sleep on it, sleep on it and decide tomorrow. Let's go get a drink. And he walked, Evan walks away. Cappy well, wait, but he also says, you know how it felt to lose her once. Do you want to go right. through it again? Yeah, he goes, do you mm. really want to go through that again? He walks away. Cappy is standing there. I'm like, come on, run. Like in my head, I'm like, go out the door, go out the door. Obviously we know he doesn't. And then he follows after Evan. And I it's like in any other situation, I love Evan and Cappy hanging mm-hmm. out. And maybe even like, maybe even if they had kissed a little bit. Maybe even like a drunken kiss. Okay. Well, then we get a different drunken kiss because the camera follows them, but then it stops. We see Rebecca kissing someone and saying, you're a really good kisser. And then she goes in for another kiss and it is Fisher. And he says, what are you doing? We can't do this. My jaw dropped. I was devastated. I screamed. What part was more devastating? I don't know. But honest to God, I, I forgot about this plot line. I screamed. It's. I think like I think I purposely blacked it out like it's so upsetting especially because the whole episode Ashley is such a good friend yeah it was so hurtful to everyone I felt so hurt the whole series I know the whole series and she was the only one that was ever like really trying to bring Rebecca into the friendship it's so sad it's so sad and it god it's awful I know the only thing that made me feel better was just knowing that they're married in real life now (laughs) I know I know, but, but still really devastating, devastating blow. Yeah. So, wow. Not what I expected, honestly. Yeah. Not. We're in for a wild season. I can tell. Yeah. I mean, Evan, I don't, do you guys think that that was because he's still in love with Casey? No, you don't. You just I think, think it he's was like being weird. He's like in a weird place and is like annoyed at the idea of like, happy like going back to that place and he just wants everything to like I feel like he's being forced to change so he wants other people to be like forced to change I think you're uh, yeah I don't think it's because he wants to be with Casey but I don't think he wants Cappy to be with Casey I yeah I agree I agree with that too I don't yeah I don't think he's in love with her I just think he's also like just give it a break like Evan's going through this self-discovery so now every therefore everyone else should too Mm. Oh my gosh that was so oh and he's cool. like do you have any extra cash <laughs> yeah he's like <laughs> Lisa 
Wow. That was crazy. Lots of opportunities for losers this episode. So many. I have three. (laughs) (laughs) Let's start with winners. Okay. Um, I think mine is Calvin. Mm, Yeah. Because he's, you know, having fun. He's taking it slow. He's got this hottie, but not being rash. Um, And I love that. I'm going to throw a wild card out there. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say Rusty just because I feel like he finally got it together. Like, yeah, he did do the work. Hopefully he's more understanding by the end of the episode of like Casey's position. He didn't seem to be like taking out the breakup that much. We didn't see that much of it, but like hopefully he's not like holding that over her. I don't know. I thought there was like a good character arc for him in this one episode. Like I thought that he had a nice like, oh, I actually have to put more weight in this. I can't, you know, be like betraying myself, whatever. So I also really don't know who else to get to, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say, okay, this is maybe also a little controversial. I'm going to say Cappy. I think, mm. like, even though I don't like that he didn't run after Casey, then I do kind of understand why he didn't a little bit. Yeah. And I also think what he did in terms of the taking the hit for them, like, getting, literally getting arrested. Right. <laughs> like so and then he's doing community service now for them I think that shows like how much he cares about them just as people right and yeah he's my winner there weren't a lot of winners this app I mean I otherwise I would have given it to Ashley too but I feel like I always give it to Ashley and you can't really this yeah I know it's hard it's hard it's one of my three losers yeah she's a loser I think yeah Aaron you want to go first for losers yeah, I mean, I had down the the cursed trio, Rebecca, Ashley, Fisher, like right. all, and I can't even pick one. Yeah, oh, I agree, and maybe like, maybe even Jordan as like a fourth, <laughs> just for good measure, as like a fourth, just because she was like trying to make Cappy and Casey getting back together about her, and like that's just not so cool. Weird for me, I have to go what why did she say that I'm still so sure like I literally (laughs) was taking notes my first note is just why did she say that yeah never know Jacqueline you're a loser I am gonna say Evan oh wow because he was used and abused and then gave (laughs) bad advice (laughs) yes and also just like butt out dude fair enough (laughs) yeah and he like he yeah that zero balance yeah I feel bad for him I feel bad for him but like that also makes him kind of a loser like I'm pitying him a lot and then also terrible advice so oh my god and we forgot about Dale (laughs) god everyone's really a loser Sheila yeah Dale sounds so bad it's almost too cruel to give him loser oof yeah what did who did you say Thomas Sheila (laughs) yeah oh Sheila's Sheila's a man man I think my main losers, though, is it's the Holy Trinity, right, too. Right, of course, of course, of course, of course. <laughs> the unholy. Oh I'm, unholy. Just like, I'm just so mad at Rebecca. Me, like, too. Everybody Me gave too. you a chance, you know? Yeah. But I think Rebecca just, like, craves attention. and like, I Rebecca. love Rebecca so much, so it hurts me to see her doing this. Rebecca pulled a Raquel. <gasps> she did. Except she's smarter. Raquel's brain dead. Rebecca knows better. <laughs> sorry Rachel (laughs) Fisher was the he didn't even cross my mind oh yeah so Thomas you you 
you suspected though i suspected i had only because in that one scene he was giving weird looks like he was kind Mm -hmm. of like sheepishly smiling and i was like no 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 don't even go there i wasn't even like i didn't remember i was so perceptive i knew that he cheated on her i remember that as a plot point i did not remember it was with rebecca it hurts i know it's awful okay i have to go because i have to go tutor i'm in my evan era okay well (laughs) thanks for joining us on this on this bond Bond down 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 down